Tom King. My age, the mind starts playing tricks. And New Hampshire's home for sports. ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. Afternoon, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here in this uh, chilly Tuesday afternoon. I'm Christian Arkan, alongside Tom King. Hi, Tom. Hello. We are streaming live on ESPNNH.com and streaming live on TuneIn. Thanks for stopping by. Got a big show today, lots to talk about here. And we'll start it off with the news of the day. It broke on my way up here. The Boston Red Sox and Clay Buckholtz. Have parted ways. Dave Dombrowski doing what I think Red Sox fans sort of have been thinking about for a long time. Clay Buckholtz. Right. People have been wanting to move I on just from can't him take for it. a long He's time. God, I can't believe it. Red Sox. I can't take it. Right uh, about 20 minutes ago, traded Clay Buckholtz to the Philadelphia Phillies for minor league second baseman Josh Tobias. Uh, Tobias is 24 years old. He hit 291 with nine homers and 69 RBIs last season and two stops in the Phillies minor league system. He finished the season at Clearwater, which is the Class A Florida State League. Right. So 24 years old, still in single A, not exactly Mike Trout here, but seems like a decent pickup. Right. You know, it's what you got. You got you got something for Buckholtz. Something for him. Mm-hmm. But you had you had no role for him. Right. You know? No role in the sense that he wasn't definitely going to be in the starting rotation. He wasn't definitely going to be in the bullpen either. And, you know, you don't necessarily – you couldn't come to him and say, listen, Clay, this is exactly what we want to do with you. Right, right. It was more of a we're going to use you like the pitching staff's Brock Holt, and if we can find a deal to move you out of town, we're just going to ship you out because we have enough pitchers. We have enough pitchers in the rotation. Our bullpen, we feel, is good enough. And having you around at this point, it would be nice, but it's not, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can get. Right. Um, what I find a little surprising is that there wasn't more of a market. I don't know. You know, Josh Tobias, a 24-year-old single-A player, doesn't exactly scream teams out there dying for a starting pitcher. I mean, think about it. You got Chris Sale without giving up a major league player. I mean, you traded the number one overall prospect, so fine. But I think you're just trying to fill out your, your get your minor league system back. Yeah, but together. I'm surprised it was just a one for one, you know? Oh, well, here's why. $13.5 million. Mm. That's why. You're not picking up any any of the money. Right. So, you, so when you when you don't do that. $13.5 million is a good price for Clay Buckles. But it's still $13.5 million. Yeah. You know? So the Phillies, you know. Still could be more than one prospect. Not for thirteen and a half. Chris Sale's getting paid twelve million. Not he for, gave not, four prospects. Chris Sale's not. You're, you're talking apples and oranges here. So Buckles is in apples sale. Apples and Buckles. Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. Um, Buckles was taken in the t- 2005 draft. Debuted in 2007. Right. His uh, final numbers with the Red Sox: 81 and 61 with a 3.96 ERA. Probably one of the more complicated and, in some ways, polarizing Red Sox figures that there's been. Right. And for 11 years, you know, there was – he was always around. He outlasted Lester. 
He outlasted, uh, you know, Manny Ramirez. You know, like, there was a lot of guys who you thought were going to be here for. He outlasted Papelbon. Outlasted all of the the young guys from that sort of group, uh, except for Pedroia, really. You know, Buckholtz stuck around. Right. Guys came and went. Buckholtz was always there, and people were always really frustrated with him. Always. Am I bo- am I boring you no, here? Are you, no, is no. there something more important no, than this? Stat you is, literally said nothing. Stat is giving me a problem. Well, tell Stat that he can t- talk That's to you during a commercial break. I, I will. I will. Or but, after the show. But you, or before the show. You, or any time yeah. other than right now when I'm trying to talk <laughs> you, to you about Clay Buckholtz. Clay Buckholtz was going to go. Okay? He was going to go. Mm-hmm. But $13.5 million means only a prospect and a mid-level to lower-level prospect at that. You're acting like $13.5 million is a lot of money. It is. It's not. It is. Not in the 2016 starting pitching yes, market, it isn't. Yes, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Rick Porcello is making 20 If you... And that's a that's a you're bargain. Talking about that's a bargain. I'm you're saying. Talking about a Cy Young winner. Yes, but I'm saying him at twenty million no, is a bargain. No, yes, it is. No. Thirteen. If Porcello was on the market right now, he'd get more than twenty million. Now he's got the Cy Young. Yes, but yes. thirteen and a half million for the Phillies. Okay, a struggling team to pick up all of it means you get back less. I think Clay Buckholtz's low salary was one of the more attractive things about him. Still, thir- to, to pay all of it for $13.5 million, you're going to get back less. He's not a package deal. True. All right? This is Clay Buckholtz we're talking about. What, what, why, why do you think that they should have gotten more? Because I've never heard of Josh Tobias. That's well, you're not going to hear half the prospects they're going to get. He's a 24-year-old single-A player. I mean, that's, that's not great. That's what you're going to get for Clay Buckholtz. I'm sorry, but that's the deal. Yeah, I guess. You know, that's why they, they picked up the option so they could trade him to somebody who needs him. I know, but people have you also know? been saying this whole time how it's such a barren market for starting pitching and the teams might overpay for a starting pitcher, and I don't find this to be any sort of overpay. That's uh, They're not going to overpay. That's what people were saying. Huh? Uh, it's just for, for starting pitching, yes, I heard that. I heard that from a lot of different John Heyman and Ken Rosenthal, and all these people said <laughs> in this market this year, expect to see teams overpaying for starting pitching. Overpaying meaning... Salaries, not trades. I think it meant trades. I don't think so. There's not that many starting pitchers even in free agents. The ones that are out there aren't very good. Exactly. Right, and and that's why people are going to overpay for them. They're not going to give up a, a ton of prospects for Clay Buckholz. You can't do that. I didn't say a ton of prospects. You can't. I mean, what, what do you want? You know? How about a double-A guy? No, you get a How about a 24-year-old double-A player? Get a single-A guy. Single A guy's got single more. Single A guy, if he's nineteen or twenty, okay. Single A guy's got more upside, you know. Uh, maybe by the time he's twenty-eight, he'll make it the double A. He's got more upside. Uh, he had an eight-one-nine OPS, thirty-four extra base hits, and a seven-point-five percent walk rate. It's a minor leaguer, and honestly, knowing uh, Dave Dombrowski, he's probably going to turn around and flip him for a relief pitcher. You know, I mean, that's that's. Well, that's just prospects don't stick around that long. So you have them, okay? You have them, so now you can do something with them. Mm -hmm. All right, Buckholtz. Teams know that you didn't see. You're at a disadvantage in dealing Buckholtz. Teams know you don't need them, and don't want to pay them. True. So you're not going to get a lot for them. It's it's it. That's just the way it is. Now, if it was a trade deadline deal, 
Yeah, you might get more for him if you got a desperate team out there that needs a starting pitcher mm-hmm. that has you know two guys in the rotation hurt, and they need somebody right away. You know, well, maybe give you the football analogy: Sam Bradford to the Vikings. They needed a quarterback desperately. Right. All right, but this is December. You and I might look good on the mound in December. Maybe <laughs> you know. So th- that's that, tough it, to hit the ball when there's snow on the ground. Eh, you can't see everything's white. It's just you know, but you yeah, don't even that, know it's coming. You got to right. you got to look at the laces. That's right. See. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's the that, but that's the thing. It, the only way that they get overpaid for Clay Buckholz is if they wait until somebody is desperate for a starting pitcher. In terms of desperate meaning in the season and there and they want to contend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's the only way you get. You know, two prospects for him. I'll tell you what, Dombrowski does not, he doesn't mislead people, does he? No. He says, I want to trade Clay Buckholz. He traded Clay Buckholz. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. He told everybody what he was going to do, and then he did it. And he told Buckholz, too, I'm sure. Yeah. He told Buckholz, his agent, look, you'll be, be prepared to get traded. You know? Mm-hmm. He says, I want to go out and get this. I want. The only thing we didn't know he wanted was sale. Okay? Yeah. That's the only thing in all the moves he's made that we didn't know he wanted. So that, we knew he wanted him during, like they were talking during last season, right? And that the White Sox wanted Betts and Benatendi, right? And then that came down quite. But a that's bit, that's saying. like you just asked to right. see, mm-hmm. okay? And that was the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Said, no thanks. Good right. luck. Goodbye. And that was it. Right. <laughs> Good luck with those jerseys and that kid in the Right. But room. then you hit the off season. Yeah. And things get a little bit different. Teams are starting to figure out what they want, what they don't want. And he could see that the White Sox, who didn't finish where they wanted to, mm-hmm. and had spent a lot or or made a lot of moves in the off season a year ago. Right. And came up empty would be looking to try to restart similar to what the Yankees did. If you were going to get an old single-A player, couldn't you have maybe called the Mets and asked about... Thank uh, you so much. God bless you. You know, maybe that, would that, that have been so that bad? W- that would have worked. You know? Not not quite the same So numbers. you're comparing this a little to bit older. Bill Lee for Stan Pappy? Texas is <laughs> Christian. You sound like the Sox traded for Tim Tebow with Clay Buckles. I'm not... It's not. I just... I was a little, a little surprised. I thought maybe you'd get two single-A prospects or one sort of, you know, double-A guy who's not that good or just, you know, just some floats them and jets them or whatever. But I, I wasn't – I was a little surprised there was a one-for-one trade. If I'm going for Buck – if I'm trading Buckholz and I have a choice for a single-A and a double-A, I'll take the single-A. Like Drew Pomerantz fetched back a 19-year-old single-A Different start. deal. Different deal. Drew Pomerantz was an all <laughs> – when are you going to realize this? I'm just this? saying. No, you don't. When are you going to realize this? Clay Buckholz is not in the class of the people you're talking about. Drew Pomerantz was an all-star, yeah. He was yeah. an all-star. He was also damaged goods. He was an all-star at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. An all-star. Yeah. At the trade deadline. Different different scenario. Do people think he was going to still be an all-star forever? I mean. Different, different deal. Okay. All right? Clay Buckholz. Is a what the heck do we do with this guy? Thirteen and a half million dollar pitcher. That we, I thought other teams would be more interested in. That's all. Well, other teams probably were. Mm-hmm. You know, but Enough to maybe start bidding a little more. Yeah, and they said, yeah, we'll guy. we'll do it, but you you know you pay you know. I don't think the Red Sox got ripped off. No, I'm not of saying not. that. Of course not. But Clay Buckles wasn't going to fetch you a whole lot. Wait, you mean 
I didn't say a whole lot. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, you didn't get a whole lot for him. You know. You're not going to get a lot. What you got, and you'll pay a lot. Yeah, but what you got <laughs> was a pros. You, you have to look at it this way. What you got was a prospect and thirteen and a half million off your books. Exactly, and that's the big thing now. What are they going to do? You with win. That money? It's a it's a win win. Yeah, you know. Are they going to use that? Are they going to spend that money now? Do you think they going to maybe make an honest run at Edwin Encarnacion? His market's in the toilet right now. You know, they just Red Sox just have to outbid the A's at this point. <laughs> well, it's only a one year thing. Still. It's a one year one year thirteen and a half million out off the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Encarnacion's on their radar right now. Mm. We'll see. Well, they're all good with Mitch Moreland. We'll see. Yeah. Uh Clay Buckholtz I'll always remember as a as a guy that you just, you know, could never quite do it. Even even in twenty thirteen when he was I mean, he was Pedro that year. And then he ended up getting hurt because his baby slept on his shoulder wrong. Remember that? That's just it. That whole thing. His whole history. The whole history. His whole history. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, he did a good job last year. He did. You know, coming back and doing a dual role. He finally adjusted to it. Then they put him in this, you know, he he was a good, so, quote, unquote, a good soldier last mm-hmm. year for them. Okay? <clears throat> but after they traded sale, for tra- traded for sale and got extra some more relief help, they didn't need him. Yeah. You know? But teams knew that. Mm-hmm. Teams knew they were trying to dump Clay Buckholtz. Buckholtz had two really good years, 2010 yeah. and 2013. Other than that, he was a mediocre to bad pitcher. 20, 2013, he had the big the big start, and then he got uh, hurt. 12-1 with a 1-7-4 right. ERA. Right. He, he, looked like, he looked like Cy Young material right yeah. there. And in 2010, he went 17-7 and seven with a 233 and 173 innings. Yep. And uh, was sixth in the Cy Young voting that year yep. in 2010. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. In 2011, got hurt, went six and three with a 348. Everyone said, "Wait till next year." 2012, he went 11 and eight with a 456. 2013, he had that big year. 2014, after that, eight and 11 with a 534. When he was the only guy left on that pitching right. staff when they traded everybody. Right. 2015, seven and seven with a 326. And uh, this past year, in a mix of starts and bullpen work, he went eight and ten with a four seven eight. His final numbers: eighty one and sixty one. It's a five seventy winning percentage with a three nine six ERA, one thousand one hundred and sixty seven in two thirds innings, and eight hundred and ninety nine strikeouts. Two time All Star. Yep. One time. He wasn't on the 07 team, so one time World Series champion. And uh, about as frustrating of a player as the Red Sox have had in probably, recent memory. Probably. Can't think of who's been more frustrating. Who's been around this long. I mean, for nine sets. For that's nine a long seasons. Time. Yeah. For a it's guy just that, not going to be the same It just isn't. Him. It just isn't. I'm very, very sentimental about this. And he's been the subject of trade rumors forever. I mean, it was, you know. He was well, those, those are guys. trade rumors where you thought you'd get something back. Right. Yeah. He had outlived. That he had outlived that that uh, status. Mm-hmm. That that status was long gone. All right, long gone. Yeah. The only way, again, the only way you get something more valuable for Clay Buckholtz is if you do it at the deadline when you got a desperate team. Mm-hmm. All right. Phillies, they're looking to fill out their rotation, probably. Yeah. You know, they figured. You know, they don't have to pay Papelbon anymore. 
You know, most of their high-priced free agents are there. Ryan Howard, he's done, isn't he? Or is he still there for one more year? One more year, I think, for him. Is he? Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're, you know, most of their high-priced guys are basically gone. So this is just, you know, figure, you know, look, we get a starting pitcher. We don't have to pay much for him. We don't have to, we have to pay his contract, but we can do that for a year. And, and that's it. And that's the other thing, too, is don't forget, you're trading for Clay Buckholz. You're getting $13.5 million worth of a pitcher, but you're only getting him for one season. So his value there isn't that high either. Mm-hmm. So you just way over you 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 gotta. I'm not way over. Yeah, you are. You gotta you no, gotta I'm set not. your expectations here. All right. To an old single A player. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what were his, what were this single A player's numbers? Uh, that's true. The old single A players, so you just you know he's there to fill out a roster. He was at single A Clearwater and Lakewood combined for a two ninety one batting average, nine home runs, sixty something RBI, seven eight four OPS. Okay, yeah, well, that's not bad. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. What, what's so bad about it? He had two ninety one, not two eleven, with nine home runs. So twenty four. Yeah, this is not a power hitter. No, he doesn't have to be. Why? Why does he have to be a power hitter? He doesn't have to be a power hitter, right? Now. So why pick on the nine homers? He had two ninety one average. It's not bad, you know. In single A, yeah. You know, like I said, if he's not a power, he's not a power hitter. So I didn't say he had to be a power so, so, hitter, right? Tom. Right, but you just know. saying he's not that impressive, and he's twenty four, and he's in single A. Yeah, I know. That's all. Just seems like some useless single A player. That's all. Who probably I don't know. I feel like if you. If you wanted to try and get a starting pitcher and you dangled out Josh Tobias, you'd probably get someone worse in the market now than Clay Buckholz. That's how I feel about it. Well, they probably what they probably do is they probably ask the Philly. They probably uh, uh, the Philly said, "Here, we'll give you a list of guys you mm-hmm. pick, pick from." Them. Right, and that's probably what they did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but again, thirteen and a half million, got to pay it all, and he's only around for one year. It's not like he's under your control for a couple more years. There's right. no more options left on him. I don't think. You know, unless Clay Buckholz has a perpetual option in his contract. I think that's – no, I don't think he does. I'm trying to see if uh, – trying to see if this kid was on any of the Phillies, like, top prospect lists, but I don't know if they've been updated since. Yep. You know, this trade got announced, but I'm looking at their top 30, and I don't see him on it anywhere. But they might have updated it, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, at any rate, that's what's going on there. Um, other things to get to today, the Broncos keep on talking. And Christian McCaffrey, Stanford, deciding he's not going to play in his bowl game. Leonard Fournette, LSU, decided that too. Uh, Tom and I always disagree when it comes to college kids in the NCAA and how they treat all this stuff, so we'll get into that next year. Should be a good, nice yelling match. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior has been very crazy football-wise, like winning in an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. There's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 Football State Championship? 
champions. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in BHS history for football. To actually come out with a win this year, it's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the LA Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society goal. So there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. Like volunteer for blood drives. And I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around $1,000. What inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches, they really care about you. Coach Stanks, like, I look at him like as my best friend, but when it's time to you know, put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up, too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Well, okay, mister, I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape, we're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up you Play the audio, Brian. We don't actually have have it. Oh, we did. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Hey, it's me, your house talking. You know what would make me really happy? If you had to Lowe's for big savings on their reporter cable drills so you can start building your 20-volt system. They have all the torque you need to finish that project you've been putting off. You do that for me, and I'll stop peeling my wallpaper when I get bored. Make your home happy with great deals right now at Lowe's, like up to 30% off Porter Cable Power Tools. Valid September 26th through October 12th. Excludes accessories, U.S. only. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager, to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. 
Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to, to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. For incredible discounts, visit ESPNNHradio.com and click on ESPN NH Deals for unbeatable prices. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. Your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Texter says, "Hey guys, how about that bowl game yesterday? That was quite a game." I didn't watch the rest of the game. I didn't either. I was tempted to, but I uh, to leave it on while I was in the other room doing work. But I, I didn't. I didn't do it. But um, but we know who was there. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson was there. Yeah. yeah. I should, like I said, we should have known. <laughs> if there's a football game in Miami, Brad's going to be there. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no matter who's playing. Yeah. Pop Warner, high school, college, whatever. You know, Brad's going to be there. That's funny. Andy I don't even know who won. Who won the game? I don't know. You think <laughs> I watched the whole thing? No, I mean, just, I didn't know if there was a score somewhere. Uh, I'm just curious. See if I can find it. Is there, is, there another, is there another one today? Because these attendances on these ball games are going to be abysmal. They they've got to be. I can't. I can't. I can't see any more people going to these things. You know. I mean, the money that's being spent for these and the transportation and everything else. I mean, so that leads me to to, to McCaffrey. Now, where what ball game are they in? Stanford. Uh the um. Are they in a, a, a major bowl? I, Not no, a playoff bowl, uh, but a major bowl. No, it's not. It's a Sun Bowl. Oh, the Sun Bowl. That's yeah, a, the Sun that's, Bowl. Yeah, that's been a. That's a staple. That's a traditional bowl. Is it? Yeah, that's been all. That's always been a traditional bowl. Yep. I can't find the score of this game. Today is the Boca Raton. Bowl. Uh, Central Michigan lost fifty-five to ten. Oh, that's a that's a thriller. Yeah. How many people do you think were in the stands by the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter? Forget about the fourth quarter. The first quarter. About <laughs> well, yeah, we were probably down to twenty-five. By less the than less than two thousand, I would say. Now tonight. On ESPN, is the Boca Raton Bowl powerhouses? Yeah, two powerhouses going at it. Two college football powerhouses. The Miami Beach Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl. Does every little town in Florida have their own bowl? Memphis versus Western Kentucky. Oh, great! Finally, <laughs> want to line? Uh, no, don't care. But go ahead. Uh, Western Kentucky is six and a half point favorites. Six and a half. I think if I read it right, six and a half. It's a very small type. Unless six you're unless you're looking at the answer right now, I will give you a dollar if you can tell me what the name of the Western Kentucky team is. Oh, oh, I remember. They they used to be really good in basketball years ago. The Colonels? Nope. No. Okay. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. All right. Because apparently they top lots of hills. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Hilltoppers, that's Summersworth's uh, nickname in, in New Hampshire. Memphis, uh, Mem- who's the 
Someone in the NFL is from Memphis. Big quarterback from Memphis. Who just came to the NFL from Memphis? Am I crazy? Who am I? Ah, uh, could be, could be. I mean, Memphis is a, is a you know a fairly major school. They're not known for football, but if they have a good you know, if those schools have players that that look like they you know could play pro, mm. have skills that people like, then they're going to be drafted no matter who. Oh, they play uh, Paxton Lynch. For. Yeah, no matter yeah, who they Paxton play. Paxton Lynch for. went to uh, Memphis. No matter who they play for, if they look like they have the talent, they're going to you know. You know who else went to Memphis? Ooh, I know who goes. Steven Guskowski. At Memphis? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Son of a gun. He was. Yeah. See? So, but the Boca Raton Bowl. We'll see how many people are at that. That should be some kind of bowl. It's going to be a classic. It's going to be an absolute classic. It's surprising to think that a team from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and a team from Central Michigan on a 2.30 on a Monday couldn't sell out the Marlins Stadium in Miami Beach. Isn't that amazing? You know, like, what What are the odds that that couldn't work? <laughs> no one in Central Michigan. That team lost four of their last five games. People on campus didn't even care about that team. They're going to go all the way to Miami now and watch them get their that's, asses kicked that's by That's why the, the bowl system is ridiculous. Golden These There's too many bowl showers. games. Isn't there, there's, oh God. <laughs> golden Hurricanes is there. Oh, name. there's too many. There's, there's too Golden many Tornadoes bowl, or something. There's too many bowl games. Mm. All right, now McCaffrey and Fournette, uh, where's LSU going? They didn't have a bad year. I mean, even though they filed less, fired less miles, they, they recovered to have a decent year, you know? Um, I, I, I don't, you know, we're, are they both underclassmen? They're both underclassmen, right? Yes. Uh, McCaffrey is a junior. He yeah. already said he was going to not stay for his senior year. Right. And Leonard Fournette's a junior, too. He missed all of last year with an ankle injury. Almost right. all of last There's year. There's a lot of pros and cons here because you've got college coaches who leave their teams before the bowl games mm-hmm. to go to coach another team. Um, but you got to feel that you you know you have to have some kind of loyalty to your team, don't you? Do you? I, I think so. Yeah. Why? To your teammates. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> they're your teammates. There's got to be something. Yeah, your there. teammates for one more game that doesn't count. Yeah. You know. You're, you have a future that doesn't involve any of them, really. That's true. Right? I mean, there's only – think about it. 210 – I don't know how many college football players there are in the country. And let's just say Division One with right. all the schools. There's thousands. And of those thousands, probably tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands. 180 get drafted, right? About six, six seven Less rounds? Less than that. Seven, seven rounds, rounds, 30, 30 teams, teams, so 200-something, 200 200, right? 200, yeah, 200 players. Okay, so 200 out of yep. tens of thousands. And if you want to even go bigger, think of all the people in the country, I mean, just who have to get faced with this decision. There's only a very small percentage, like a half a hundredth of percent of these players. I know. Who, it was a very tough decision for me. It was, yeah. It was really I'm tough. I'm sure. Right. And I just sort of feel like... Everyone who's upset, well, when I played football, you played football in Pop Warner, okay? You played football in high school. No one gives a crap, and you weren't also standing to make tens of millions of dollars, and the school could give a rat's ass if you, you know, like, honestly. It's all, it, what sucks the most about it, I think, is comparing it to a coach. If a coach takes his team to a bowl game, that coach gets paid no matter what. They get paid a bonus, even if they don't coach in the game. And that's happened before. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Didn't coach Washington, I want to say, in a bowl game. Instead, he went and took the job at USC, yep. and then he got fired for being a drunk <laughs> lunatic. Right. Uh, but, you know, that happens a lot with these college coaches. They agree, they take another job, and then they get to, you know, the end, and they don't coach in the bowl game because they're not really, they don't really care. It doesn't count. It's an exhibition game. Big deal. And when there's 35 bowl games, 
You know, like, I'm sorry. It's just, if it's the national championship, okay, different story. If it's the Sun Bowl, I don't care. And honestly, Christian McCaffrey, I don't really see where, you know, he's got a future to think about. And his teammates, I'm sure, he already told them at the beginning of the year, I'm not coming back. Right. Right? Like, it's not like... True. I don't know. I think he's got a. I think he should have a sense of loyalty to his teammates. It's my feeling. And if that game was a difference between them being a champion or not the champ, okay, then you say, hey, you really blew it for your team there. Well, but I if think he, if that was if that was the case, I think he's playing. I think he probably would too. Yeah. But in the Sun Bowl, which is essentially the Turkey Bowl, you know who cares? These games don't matter, and they're not important. And the only thing it really matters to are the schools for the licensing rights and the marketing where they have to pretend that people care about a game that no one went to. And a guy jumped out of a plane, parachuted in well, to the, an empty flipping stadium. Like, why, this why is, does Christian this is a, care about this? The Sun Bowl is a, is a – see, those games in, after Christmas, I think those they're, they're games different. Are, I they're know, a little different. Yeah. All right. They're a little, they're, they're a little bit more prestigious than these you know, minor – minor bowl games played by lousy schools. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, if I were him, I'd, I'd feel a sense of love. I mean, you, then why does the team even bother to play it, right? That's just it. Yeah. So, the LSU guy, uh, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what their bowl game is. If it's one this week or one, you know, I mean, that's another thing. I, I just, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you got... All the seniors that are playing in these games that are that have possible this this, but you're talking about a lot of guys that could get drafted. Yeah. So they're all taking the same risk. You know, there's got to be other guys on Stanford that can get drafted. Mm-hmm. So they're taking that risk, right? You and know? there's certain players who, if they play really well in the bowl game, you know, that's important, right? But Christian McCaffrey, his best year was not even this past season; it was the season before. So right? here's a chance for him to, to to up his stock. Maybe, but he also was pretty good this year, and everybody sort of knows all there is to know about Christian McCaffrey. I think his stock's pretty well set in the first round, maybe at worst second round of this draft. The only thing that can think really of, happen in this game is he can get hurt. Think, think of think of a player who upped his stock significantly in a bowl game, and I can I can name one right away. It was a highlight reel. Um, hmm, let's see. Uh, the kid for the running back from Alabama who went to the Saints. Oh, uh, Ingram? No, Ingram? No. no. You know he was. You know he was a, a good player all year long. Who are you thinking of? Clowney. Clowney, true. Yeah. All right, Clowney. Mm-hmm. This is a New Year's Day ball game. It wasn't a national championship game, but it was a New Year's Day game. That game where he hit that guy. Yeah, we went nuts. Yeah. You know, he was unstoppable. He went from being a, you know, top 15 pick or whatever to, boom, number one if we can do it. Yeah. So yeah, he I, did end up going number one. Yeah. and I, So I disagree with their line of thinking. I mean, you're going to get hurt any time. You're going to hurt your senior year. Don't play your senior year. Don't get hurt. He's not playing your senior you, year. No, I mean, are your junior year. Don't play. <laughs> I had a good year last year. I'm done playing. I'll, you know, I'll get drafted. Yeah. You know? I think he probably should have done that. He probably should have just gone pro last year after he broke Barry Sanders, you know, all-purpose yards record. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you could say, well, he was loyal to his teammates. He came back for another year. He did that at least. Yeah, you know, he played so- the whole season with them. They went nine year, three. After sophomore year, not, I, I, you're still talking about kids. They're not physically ready. Mm. They might not be physically ready. Some of them are. You know? So. And who cares if he's physically ready or not? If a team wants to draft him, they'll draft him. Right. They will. Now. 
but he Leonard, probably thought Fournette in LSU is a, a similar story, but a little bit different because Fournette last year missed the whole year almost with an ankle injury, and he said going into this game that his ankle only feels about 80, 85 percent. Right, so that's different. If his ankle's not 100 percent, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, that's fine. Is McCaffrey healthy? Completely healthy? I don't know. If he is? Is anyone completely healthy? Well, yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's not as bad as, as this guy is who's got an injury history, I can see that. You know? I could, I could almost see that. Yeah. I really can. Texter says, this morning on Mike and Mike, they joked about McCaffrey dropping in the draft to the Patriots. Hmm? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah? Um, they got enough running backs. I was thinking about it the other day. Have the Patriots ever had three running backs that were this good? Three? Well, Blunt, well, Blunt's a free agent. No, and I'm saying right now, on this team right now. Have the Patriots ever had three running backs that were this good? Well, they all, um, let me think. I can think of two. I can think of a lot of years where they had two. I can't quite think of three. No, because, you know, the the Lewis is the bonus. Yeah. He's the bonus guy. He was the free agent they picked up, signed, and and all of a sudden, you know, scrap heap guy mm-hmm. who all of a sudden became really, really good. Blunt's been a force in the red zone. James White's been a good change of pace guy, and he can, you know, he's been great out of the backfield. And Deion Lewis for, you know, I mean, this was his first real coming out party, but right. first for 100 yards. See, and- they do a good job with that. That's one thing that the Patriots really do well. Mm. They'll take a player who's been hurt, and when he comes back, they won't force feed him. They'll ease him back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, Lewis didn't have to catch 10 balls his first game back. He didn't have to catch eight balls or, or run, you know, twenty t- uh, 10 times. They eased him into the game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it, and, you know, he's he's elusive. Yeah. And he's quick, quick to the hole. But I, I can tell he's not probably the same as he was a year ago before the injury. He's good. He's elusive. He can get away. Last year, I thought he was dynamic. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, you, you know, if you – if you were a foot away from him, you couldn't tackle him. Mm-hmm. That's, that, to me, doesn't seem quite to seem to be the case. You can get away from you, but it's not quite as easy for him, I don't think, now as it was before. Yeah. Uh, James White's only foot. attempted 36 rushes. Deion Lewis has more rushing attempts this year than White does already. Yep. <laughs> Just from that one game. Um, but That's probably the best thing for Lewis. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to catch the ball in space and then try to make a big cut. Right. Uh, White does have 500 yards receiving and four touchdowns, though. Lewis in that one game, um, well, he's played in two games, but really uh, 36 attempts, 143 yards, about four yards per carry. And uh, he's only caught 14 balls for 85 yards. So that's, you know, coming along with him there. But between Blunt and his 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns, White and his 500 yards receiving and four touchdowns, and now Deion Lewis and all the things that he can bring. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, Antoine Smith and Kevin Falk and, you know, J.R. Redmond, but they weren't good. Like, Redmond wasn't anything during the season. Right. There's a couple of years with, like, Sammy Morris and, you know, some of those guys. But were there ever three guys? You know, was there ever a trio of running back? Like, well, I remember one year, the well, for a couple years, actually, the Chargers had Tomlinson. Michael Turner and Darren Sproles, and they didn't use Sproles that much. They used him as a returner mostly, but he was still a running back. And I remember thinking, man, those are that's there's never going to be three running backs like that ever again. 
And these guys in the Patriots aren't those guys. Right. But, you know, a trio, uh, an effective trio, that's that's rare. Giants have three guys that are pretty decent, but one of them is now, Vereen is now back hurt again. Mm. So when he was there, he was, you know, they had the rookie from UCLA, the veteran running back, and then and then they had uh, Vereen. Right. You know, and they've used them all. And they used a lot of them last year, which I thought was a mistake. They needed to give it to one. Plus, you know, they they felt that Lewis would be more effective against Denver um, just because of the way the makeup of Denver's line and, right. and, and you know, and, and what Blunt's done against Denver in the past wasn't all that good. So they felt that Lewis would be more of a change of pace guy that, that Denver would have a little bit of a trouble trouble with, and they were right. Yeah. You know? I think when push comes to shove, Blunt is still their number one guy. He's there. Oh, he's definitely. He's there every down back. Mm-hmm. All right, Lewis is going to come in. Now we'll see what they do against the Jets. Yeah. You know? I mean, it all depends on who they're playing. So, you know, that's – and that's a – that's a, a light – that's a nice luxury to have. Yeah. Another short week for the Patriots. Yes. I mean, it's kind of a short week for everybody. Yeah, Monday to Sunday and then They had a travel Sunday day. Saturday, the week right. before was a short week because they had from Monday to Sunday with right. another travel day. Right. You know, this is – I'm – this game's important. Obviously, they need to, you know, they need to take care of business here, and they should against this Jets team, who is just, I mean, just pathetic at this point. Oh yeah. But you know, I, I still, it's still the Jets, and these games are always still close. Ah, I don't think this. One this one really shouldn't be. This one, I, there should I, be nothing. I, this this is, should be an ass. This is a different Jet Patriot game. This is a game where you got a team that's basically, you know, got, you know, one, you know, two feet out the door, and, mm. and they're just, you know. Just haven't closed it yet. Yeah, on the season, we got to take a break. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. Your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text into the show here at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Quick break. We'll be right back after this with notes from the kingdom. For the best ESPN New Hampshire gear, visit ESPNNHradio.com and click on apparel. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's curious how everybody melds yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. You've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Map out and adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. 
the year-end holiday event going on now at North End Mazda in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on all 2016 Mazda vehicles in stock. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Like the new 2016 Mazda 3i, the new 2016 Mazda 6i, or the new 2016 Mazda CX-5. Over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndMazda.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthEndMazda.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy. We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at AtkinsonResort.com. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win the National Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Looking to save cash? Check out ESPN NH deals at ESPNNHradio.com. Go three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty here on Christian and King. Nice to have you with us today. Uh, now time to do what we always do right around this time, a quarter of one. Let's get you caught up on what's going on here in the state of New Hampshire. Here's Tom King, and here are his notes from the kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the kingdom. Well, uh, again, there's. Uh, Still a lot of reaction to the passing of uh, Bishop Girton's uh, longtime coach and, mm. and you know former former longtime former coach and athletic director Dick Pawlowski. Um, I believe the funeral services it hasn't been official yet, but I believe the funeral services will be at the end of the week, uh, right before the the holiday weekend. And uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Sure. Uh, a lot of people contacted me yesterday, and and uh, they had nothing but. Just, I mean, the influence that he had on people's lives was, to me, was incredible, and um, and uh, everybody echoed that when they when they talked to me. Now, still with Bishop Girton because Monday was a very light night for high schools. Uh, <clears throat> one hockey game, and it ended up being uh, ended up being five nothing. Bishop Girton over Bill Ricca, Mass, five nothing. Jordan Cato, Cam Fagan. Ben Peterson and Liam Nye each scored for the Cardinals. Now, that game counts. Even though it was against Massachusetts, it still 
a Massachusetts team, it still counts in the standings. So that was a big game for BG because you know why? You know who they got next? No. Wednesday night they got Bedford. Ooh. Okay. At St. A's. So a big game for them last night. A big win for the Cardinals. They are now 2-0 and on the season. And they'll move on to play Bedford. And then that'll be it for regular season hockey until Christmas tournament time, which is next week. I believe they're in the Mount St. Charles tournament again, which is a good tournament for them. Now, uh, the Silver Knights announced yesterday, well, they said yesterday in their email that they sent out to all their season ticket holders that the schedule will come out this week. Okay. All right. The And it's about a month later. Now, I have it on good authority. We were talking about the reason the thing was delayed is because there's not there's only uh, they were look, they had one team that was on the ropes for coming back. Mm-hmm. That team, from what I understand, is going to be Torrington. Really? Yes. Which is Damn one of the shame. bottom three in attendance, mm-hmm. and that they are not uh, you know uh, because of finances they're not going to be able to survive and not come back. So. Uh, that is a that's that's the deal that I heard. So, but not confirmed yet. It'll all be confirmed when the schedule is announced. It could be announced as early as later today. So we're waiting on that. Fifty-six games again, I would imagine. Um, but if you go nine teams, if they don't have a tenth, if you go nine teams, there's not going to be a uniform day off like there was before. You're going to have a, each team is going to have a day off. There's going to be a team with a day off every night of the uh, of the season. They did this once before about three years ago. I didn't like it. I think they need to get a tenth team, but you got to be able to make sure it's a, a good tenth team and not just some place to fill out a schedule. So that's the deal. Uh, we'll wait and see if that gets announced later today, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. There's your notes. I got a couple of notes. Uh, the first one comes from I don't know if you remember this, but this girl in Claremont, yes. who hired a. Uh, who tried to, she hired an undercover cop, it turned out, to uh, murder and torture this woman who stole her boyfriend away. You remember this? Yes. This story? Uh, she's been released. Yes, I went home and locked the door and closed right. and, and hit under the bed after that. Uh, Monique Earl, age 20, appeared in the Fifth Circuit Court District Division in Claremont Monday afternoon for a continuation of her probable cause hearing over charges for planning to have a cannon woman tortured, raped, and killed. Earl, however, waived the continuance. Her public defender asked, the judge to convert the 100000 cash bail to personal recognizance. Polanski said she has arranged for Earl to enter an open-door partial hospitalization program out of Nashua next week and asked to convert the bail to personal recognizance so Earl can be released and go directly to the program. The purpose of the placement will be to provide Earl with wraparound service to address her mental health, homelessness, lack of stable income, parenting issues, medication issues, and abuse issues. Uh, she has a history of mental health that plays a role in the allegations here. Um... They found probable cause in the allegations, which sends the charges over to the Superior Court in Newport, where it will be brought before a grand jury for indictment. Now, he also uh, agreed to convert the bail next week so she can enter the partial hospitalization program. All right. She I, was in a domestic violence shelter in Claremont when she was arrested for allegedly seeking to hire someone to murder his ex-boy, her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Um, all right. Time in now. the proceedings last week, it revealed that Earl was unemployed, homeless, and had been living in a tent behind a Kmart in Lebanon with her boyfriend, who was also the father of her seven-month-old son and unborn child. Then a few days before Thanksgiving, the boyfriend left her for another woman. Not saying you should hire someone to murder the other way, but... I, 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 uh, this guy sounds like a real prize. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, uh, but 
is it it's partial hospitalization? Is that what it is? It's only partial? Um yes. It's called a partial hospitalization program. All right, now she made bail? They converted the hundred thousand dollars to personal recognizance. To personal recognizance. Yeah. Because I think she should be in a facility where she's there the whole time. Probably, yeah. I if don't. A ma- if a man had, I, I don't approach someone su- about suppo- murdering his ex girlfriend. Yeah. Suppose somebody had actually done it. She suppose she had gotten away with it, mm-hmm. and then they then they found out about it. You know, I mean, I think she should be. Get, you know, and I understand the circumstances. So it's good for her to be in a facility that's not, you know, a, a cell. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where she can get some care, and attention. But partial, I don't agree with that. I think it should be, you know. I'm checking out if there's a. Uh... You know, but but I mean, I guess if you make bail, you make bail. But I mean, how could she otherwise? She, I don't really see how she could. Partial hospital programs are for patients who have adequate support at home or in their community for them to return to a safe environment each evening. So that's that's not... not the case here. No yeah. way. Uh-uh. And this is just one. This is Alina Health, which is, you know. I mean, I'm look, I'm on the outside, way outside looking in here. I don't I don't have That's enough. what I always sort of figured with partial hospitalization is that they take someone and they send them home. Yeah, I don't have enough to go she on. She lives in a tent. I don't have enough to go on here. Yeah. I think she should be in a facility the whole time. Now I might be getting that. I, I don't know exactly how the one how it works there in in Nashville with this thing, but um, yeah, I have one other note, and it doesn't come from here. It comes from uh, our neighbors to the north up in Calgary, Canada, where a news team, you know those news teams, they sit around in the little you know the little table in the front. There's like four of them all on the couch, you know, like Good Morning America, like one of those. Sort oh, of news, news show. Yeah, news show. All right, okay. In uh, Calgary. Yeah, it's a morning news show. I don't know if it's a morning show. Must be if it's on a couch. Um, it's in Canada though, so they might just do all the news on the couch. I don't That's know. true. <laughs> At any rate, um, do it in igloo. They did an on-air uh, Christmas potluck, and one of the people on the show made an artichoke dip. Okay. And that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. Take a listen. Sharing our holiday treats. <laughs> Leslie, on tap this morning. Yeah, it's not supposed to look like that. Okay, so she's showing off her artichoke dip. Okay, yeah. She brought in an artichoke. You've, you've had artichoke dip I love before, it. right? Yeah, it's Delicious. great. Love artichoke. Yeah. Get in restaurants all the time. I'm a huge fan of artichoke dip. Yeah. Well, you can any dip. there's four people on the couch, including the woman who made the dip. There's a man to her right, a woman to the man's right, and then the guy in the end who's the meteorologist who's the first one to try the dip. Now, uh, she's setting it up and explaining it. She uh, puts a little piece on a cracker. Now, someone said it's not supposed to look like that. Right. Okay. All right. That's the first clue that there's something wrong here. Okay. She takes a little piece. Yeah. Puts it on a cracker. Yeah. And proceeds to pass it down the line. All got together, and they sent me this recipe, and I'm going to make you guys try it. So this is artichoke dip. Okay, so you think that that's okay, right? Is that too much for you, Jared? That's a lot. Why <laughs> me? I can't do this. How does it smell, Scott? It's like vinegar or something. So I vinegar. thought it smelled no, like a barn. Okay. This is scary. I have, a, I have a bad feeling about this. The girl says it smells like vinegar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's Spinach something and artichoke dip shouldn't smell, shouldn't like, smell vinegar. like vinegar. No. Why are we? We're not being rude. We sh- we have no, no. It didn't work out. Has anyone right eaten it yet? This no. did not work out. The meteorologist. He's a young guy. He's holding it. And this is Canada, where the people are so polite. You can't even, you know, explain. Oh yeah, right, exactly. They're the most polite people in the world. And this guy's looking at this thing, and he can. He's getting the. He's getting the. And he's looking at it like, oh my god, I, I 
can't eat this. Saying, I'm not going to try it. He finally bites the bullet. Um, so uh, He's looking at it like blowing in his, you know, okay, all right, here we go. It's artichoke. Too much, and he too just much. throws it in his mouth, okay? So now he's um, eating it. Uh, Is it edible? And he starts gagging. Yeah, at first, I'm like, well, it's not that bad, but the vinegar. But there's no vinegar in there. So here's what happens. <laughs> okay, now he's off to the side looking scary. like he's going to puke. Okay? Scary. The girl next scary. to him takes a bite of it, too. Why? <laughs> Why would she take a bite of it? Because they're on camera. <laughs> he's losing it. He's like, he's oh freaking out. Now. He spits it out. Right. Okay, so, like it's got... I'm not trying to be rude here. It's okay. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Oh. oh my God! It's artichoked it, but something went terribly wrong. Okay, so first of all, are you doing that. <laughs> so something went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the vinegar burns. There's no vinegar. In a potluck. There's no vinegar. Yeah. Do you think something is off? Like, do you think maybe the artichokes what are do off? Do. Well, okay, I didn't have a lemon. So I just cut up an orange. So she, now she's trying to rationalize it. She goes, "Well, I didn't have a lemon, so I so just I used cut up an orange." orange. And meanwhile, the girl who just took a bite is like melting down. The guy's, the guy's right, so, getting but over But an orange here a shouldn't bit. cause that effect. It wasn't the orange. I put that it wasn't, in there. Here, listen, they asked and her how I it tastes. I didn't know what Ready? spices to put in, so I put celery, salt, and oregano in it. So okay. This is where and the I, little bits of chemistry play in. Lastly, things didn't and, combine properly. That's so, <laughs> true. They're the most polite people in the world. They are. Like the well, they're on camera, so they can't. Combine they're on camera, so they can't turn to her and say, "What the hell yeah. did you do?" You know. Listen How to, are you uh, enjoying it, Amber? <laughs> it burns. <laughs> it burns. She says. All right. What was in it? They used um, pickled artichokes. <laughs> pickled artichokes. No, soaked so in the brine. Vi- so there's the vinegar. Yeah. There's the vinegar. You're supposed to get artichokes out of a can that so, are yeah, just I, in their own juice. You're not supposed to get. Oh, I don't know that. I, I wouldn't know that. Marinated. They. She used marinated artichokes. I wouldn't know that. She heated up the vinegar. I was afraid that there was mixed some. Mixed it with the spinach. I was afraid that. Oh, she heated up the vinegar. Yeah, there, well, she heated up. Yeah. Artichokes soaked right. in vinegar. Yeah. So she, basically, yeah. they were eating hot vinegar. Right. Now, if I was if I was on that, like if I had taken a bite of a vinegar, a vinegary artichoke dip. Yeah. I think my first thought would be, this woman's trying to poison us. Oh well, I thought that that was going to be far worse than just artichoke stuff involved. <laughs> you know, it was watering here. It feels like there's vinegar, but there's no vinegar. So I... And she keeps insisting there's no vinegar. And then later on, she tweeted out, "I used." They used pickled artichokes. They were pickled in vinegar. Right, yeah. right, exactly. But uh, you should really check the video out. The, it's a very funny video. And but uh, I, I just don't see what the <laughs> what the whole deal was with her. I mean, you know. What do you mean? I mean, either you can cook or you can't. So why <laughs> force this on those poor people? Well, you know, oh, if she had used God. normal artichokes, it probably would have tasted fine. Right, right. Yeah. So she could probably cook. She just... So she didn't know it was going to be have that reaction. No. Oh. And that's why you always taste test first. Always. You always have to. Test that happened. This, something like this happened to me once. We were uh, on vacation, me and some friends, and uh, we were in a foreign country. And uh, we stopped at the liquor store, and I bought what I thought was a bottle of vodka so that we could make Bloody Marys the next morning. Right. And it wasn't vodka. It was anisette, but it was in a big clear bottle. It was what? Anisette. What's that? And it sets like a liqueur that tastes like licorice. Oh, ooh, yeah. God, oh, God, so I started God. making Bloody Marys with them. Oh, oh, licorice and tomato sauce. Oh my! And I'm God. Ha- and people are like, 
Tomato juice? Oh, They're like, my. what is this? It's sweet. I'm like, it's not sweet. And then I took a sip. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And you looked at the bottle and you realized what you got. Well, it was in a foreign language, but yeah, I did oh, realize so- it. <laughs> I just assumed it was vodka. <laughs> Why? Because it was silver. It looked like vodka and it had a, Russian, it had a Russian name. Yeah. Oh, come on. It was some anisette, though. Uh, so I, mean, I, I wasted it all. I wasted all the tomato juice and all the mix and everything. Oh, my Making God. these awful things. And, uh, yeah, that I learned that day. You always got a taste test. Um, we got to take a break. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. Quick break. We'll be right back after this. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. It's the three to win the Steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city 